Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Your faves are back. Insecure, starring Issa Rae, returns to HBO for its fourth season Sunday, April 12th at 10 p.m. Follow favorite characters as they evaluate their relationships, new and old, in an effort to figure out what's next. The Hollywood Reporter calls Insecure one of the TV's sharpest, funniest, and raciest comedies. Stream now and don't miss new episodes on Sundays at 10 p.m. only on HBO. I just want to say that the world, I just want to welcome you all because there, there are those of us who have been Clark sister stands for our whole lives. And now that you all are just now getting to the party, we just want to welcome you. First of all, I've been at the, I've been at the Clark sisters party for a couple of years. Well, I mean, I mean a couple of years to my lifetime. I'm just saying this is not a judgment. I'm just saying, welcome. I'm saying, Thank welcome. You. Okay. All right. It's all, all right. I'm saying. Thank you so much. This is not a, this is not a shot. I'm saying, Welcome to the choir stand we've all been here for you listen it doesn't matter but we're all sitting in the choir stand celebrating the legends that are the clark sisters well y'all know i was in the parking lot smoking a blunt for uh-huh. most of the service we get it we get but it but i but came the... in and it jammed so right. there you go but yes praise the lord niggas welcome praise back the lord, niggas. to getting grown we're here to discuss the worst neighborhood we've ever endeavored to live in adulthood um, the the good, the bad, the ugly, the test, the trials, the temptations, and the taxes that have now been delayed, um, <laughs> and the tax stimulus credits of being of being oh gracia <laughs> a real live adult in the year of our Lord twenty twenty, and we are not Barbara Walters. I'm Ooh, Kia. No. I'm Jade, and we are we are just black, and we are here, and we are excited <laughs> about it. Okay. What's going on since how's life? You know, life is life. I'm I'm still working just everything from inside the crib, obviously. Oh, yes. But we thank God for work. We we do. And we it's do. been a better uh week. Amen. You know, I've had weeks of, of fogginess and cloudiness, yes. but it's been a more productive week i know last week i said i started getting into it but i really got into my productive bag this week awesome so you know it felt good i I'm really you know you. I, I got on my intention my i was i've been doing better with my meditation but i got on my like really intentional meditation and awesome. getting a lot of work done can't wait to put this stuff out for you guys and just getting myself set up in a very proper way so oh, yes oh and i did a a panel a digital panel you're so famous. No, ma'am. Um, oh, yeah. 
the black dragon means. breakfast club oh yes um i saw your a, i saw your flyers strewn all about the interwebs I <laughs> they were just it was just my page mm-hmm. no 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 i saw it, I saw um, it. D- we did a panel it was uh chefs and cannabis so mm-hmm. i think it was six of us maybe um santana as well and we all kind of just did something different i mine was very brief i just ca- kind of talked about infused honey um but i know we're going to do another one where we'll get into it a little deeper and there was some really good information on there, but shout out to them and thank you for, for having me. Um, yes. How was your week? You know, we are moving on through the quarantine. Mm-hmm. We are just, you know, figuring out how to do this, and um, mm-hmm. it is what it is. You know, we're good. I don't have any complaints. I'm grateful. I'm healthy. Yes. I'm whole. I have what I need Ooh, right here it. in this house. A word. And I'm just doing all right. You know, what I'm saying like. You know, I'm on Zoom a lot. But, you know, we're grateful. We're grateful Same. for jobs. We're grateful for technology and the capacity to do our work from where we are. So we just out here, man. I don't have I don't have no complaints. I'm just moving through. I, I got an email today saying that we can expect to be home through May, through the end of May. So it looks like Real G's won't be back to work till June. <clears throat> for so, now. So, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, get my whole life together. That's all I can do. Wait, I thought you all were on lockdown to the end of June. So, so the, the, the stay at home, the, um, stay at home order Uh that the governor has put out in Maryland, um, and, you know, Mayor Bowser in DC Mm -hmm. and then the governor also in Virginia, all those stay at home orders are in place until June 10. Got it. Okay. So I guess, um, and actually there's no, um. So we haven't been given an official go back date, but my we got a letter today, an email today um, at work that said that we can expect to at least be home through the end of May. So okay. I'm I'm sure that that will leak into June. We don't we'll get our official date of when we return, um, you know, later on. But they said that you know they'll continue to reassess as time goes on. But as for, we were supposed to be back on April 30th, so she's letting us know now on April 13th that that's not happening. <laughs> Um, which I feel like we knew um, what's going to happen. And I'm just trying to find a new, I'm just trying to find my rhythm. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to find my rhythm, working when the work comes, you know what I'm saying? Just doing, doing what it, doing what I got to do. I know. And try not to complain about it because it, it just doesn't help. (laughs) It don't make no difference. Ain't nobody listening. I mean, I'm in here by myself. So, hey, (laughs) me and Maurice is still figuring it out. Yes, Maurice, my nephew over there thriving and growing just, still. I'm just so proud of him. And I you don't even have another day. mouth to feed. Look at that. I mean, me, I, I keep Maurice, he, Maurice drinks Fiji, so I keep him, <laughs> I keep him laced with the finest, you know, spring, artesian spring waters, you know what I'm saying? Only the best for my first and only be guided son. That's it. My band of orphans drinks a, a Poland <laughs> Springs, but they are thriving and healthy. I mean, that's and, all we can ask for. That's it. And they love Miss Hannigan. They love me. That's it. Uh, <laughs> I love Miss Hannigan too, old drunk ass. <laughs> this the remix. We live. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, yes, we have trash to get to. Let's get to the trash. All right. Then. All right, let's get into some trash. So we mentioned it earlier, but I know I know I would bet my whole bank account on the fact that you watched the Clark Sisters movie. twice. Twice, yep, yep. 
Uh, executive produced by heavy hitters Queen Latifah, Missy Elliott, and Mary J. Blige. What were your thoughts, sis? I could so, not you know, wait to find I, out. Um, I really uh, thought that it was very well executed. I thought mm-hmm. that, you know, as far as quality of production, it was really just amazing. The music was amazing. Um, the singing was stellar. Um, I thought, I, I hope I say this, Ajani, is it Ajani or Ajani? I feel I'm like it's Ajani Ellis. I'm sorry if I'm saying No, that. stop knocking on the wall. You know, we always have to have an appearance from my niece. Um, but hey, girl. Um, so, yeah, I think that she did an outstanding job, as did, you know, all of the actors and actresses. I thought it was nicely done the story for me started off really strong we got Mm -hmm. some insight into the clarks from their perspective you know how they grew up what those experiences were like for them those family dynamics Mm -hmm. to me i felt like it could have been should have been a little bit longer because i think as the story progressed we kind of jumped around a bit like from decade to decade and there were some holes and some questions and some things Mm -hmm. but you know it was it was i think in i think that it was I I definitely don't regret watching it. I really enjoyed it and got my life. Of course, I loved watching it with the Twitters and in the streets of Al Gore's internet. We had an awesome time. Um, But yeah, I think, I think, was it a total knockout of the park for me? Probably not. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't, you know, it was, it was, it was still a great, 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 great movie. That's a fair assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you said everything. I, the only thing I would like to add is m- I think my favorite part of the entire movie mm-hmm. <laughs> was when Maddie said, you're wearing pants. You're probably smoking reefer. Of course, that was <laughs> your favorite part. <laughs> Them old. <laughs> I said yes. she's liking wearing pantalones. I think that I think that. I smoking think, weed <laughs> so i want people to really understand like i don't know that this really i think it was an occasion to give people who didn't grow up inside of a um um because i mean and it's it's not i don't want to generalize right because all church kids and all the experiences of all church kids are not created equal but there are some strong commonalities that exist um you know i have a lot of kojic friends so i understand right so i think i thought it was for those uh those of my friends and associates and loved ones who did who didn't grow up like i grew up and didn't understand some of the things i think Mm -hmm. it was kind of like a peek behind the curtain into what some of that was all about yeah um but i do think that you know it's what i think it's it's a great film because to me great um movies and tvs great art to me is it's great what makes it great is when it it elicits necessary conversation yeah um it raises questions that make us think about how things were done and how we're doing it now so um i think that there's lots of meat for good discussion that this movie um puts on the kitchen table so to speak right so about like you know just some of the conventions and, and cultural practices mm-hmm. of like, you know, church, black church spaces, you know, um, and what that had, the implications of some of these things on our behaviors, how we had existed in the past, how we exist now, what are some things we need to do differently? Mm-hmm. What are the, some of the things that worked? What are some of the things that didn't? So I think I that would been, be a wonderful kitchen table talk yeah, to have. I think, I think we've talked, me and my church friends have really just talked for 
at great length about the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, not just my church friends, my friends, period. But like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think there's lots here for us to talk about but so we got to think about how we want to have that conversation but y'all let us know what y'all thought of the the Clark sisters movies I think one lesson I did I did tweet about this but one lesson that I think is just very clear to all of us is that when you have people like Mary J Blige Queen Latifah and Missy Elliott as executive producers you got promised one thing a big wig budget okay oh the wigs are gonna be on point the wigs <laughs> were some of the best wigs that lifetime has ever seen there wasn't a sniff of tyler perry i in the room. mean i mean and these i mean they were still show wigs right these are not like yeah but that's different right they were still very much show wigs but they were timely they were timely they were appropriate yeah they were well executed. I think they were done by Kim Kimball. They were good wigs. That makes sense. So we are uh, we stand, we stand the wig crip that that <laughs> that supported and sustained this movie. Agreed. Um, and yeah, yeah. Y'all let us know what your thoughts are and if there's some questions or things y'all want us to tackle as it relates to this movie and some of its broader themes around the kitchen table. That would be dope. Yes, absolutely. We want to hear it. And yeah, the please, like Kia said, please chime in about the future conversation at the kitchen table talk and how you all feel about that. Sure. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Peter Navarro is? That name sounds strangely familiar, but I'm not placing a face. He's assistant to 45 and director Ugh, of trade trash. and manufacturing policy. <sighs> so he went on 60 Minutes oh God. and uh, tried to challenge Bill Whitaker, who, by the way, is black. Um, on why they were being asked about this administration's lack of preparation surrounding the pandemic. So he's like, you know, they've been saying a pandemic could happen for years. It hasn't happened since 1917, 1918, first of all. But anyway, and you can line up every president and say, you know, a pandemic is coming, but nobody would be ready. And they were he would challenge them essentially to you know, why they don't question, why they didn't question the Obama administration or the Bush administration. Well, 60 Minutes was like, hold hold my beer real quick. We finna come with these receipts. Hold your mule, hold your mule. They played footage from H1N1, showed Dr. Fauci talking. I love it. And talked about testing the vaccine before a potential outbreak. They knew that they said it would not necessarily they don't know if it would work, but they were testing beforehand before there was ever even a speech about an outbreak and then had a the White House proposed a seven point one billion dollar plan for preventative measures in case an outbreak happened. Mm. And they were still very honest. They said we will not be we will not have enough. We will not be prepared for whatever outbreak happens because we don't know how it's going to affect us. We know the Spanish flu in 1918 killed 50 million people between 1918 and 1920. My great great grandmother actually died in that. She died from the Spanish flu. So they said all these things. They were like, however, we proposed a $7.1 billion plan. And we also, you know, we've all seen uh, where 45 has taken and sold off all of the all of the preparation that Obama had in place for something like this. So anyway, I just found that to be um, quite petty of 60 minutes and I loved every minute of it. Uh, So I thought it would be good for the trash. (laughs) Ja Rule. Oh God. If you go ahead, speed racer. Ja Rule is 
asking for an Instagram live battle with 50 Cent. Oh, yes. Let's do that. I could use that. <laughs> Let me tell I you about the levels would, of entertainment. I would be on time for that, I think. Oh, oh bigly. I would set it I on would, my eye calendar. I, I would. I would set reminders. I would probably prepare a host of snacks, some charcuterie. I would get myself okay, settled so, in. Yeah. That. Hummus. It we would could be, have a watch party. Really. We could have an entire... I would figure out a way to stream that shit to my TV. Oh, man. It would be so good to me. So it was hyped up by Fat Joe and Swiss Beats when they were on IG Live. They were egging it on. And, and Ja Rule was all for it. He was like, I'll behave. I'm down for it. My catalog is ridiculous. <laughs> Low key, quiet as it's kept. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to tell you, like, if you get you a, if you get caught in a rut, it, um, if you get feeling nostalgic. Crystal, Crystal put me on a long time ago. She was like, you know, if you just create a Ja Rule Spotify playlist, or you know how you have to turn the radio on like Pandora? Uh-huh, track radio. That Ja Rule station, even on Pandora. It just always some, hits. Has some bangers. There's a few people, if you put their names in the algorithm, of it will just give you just like hits. Like if you put Genuine or something in It'll title. Give you all of them 90s hip-hop. I mean, oh. them ni- late 90s, early 2000s hip-hop and R&B. Like it gave that, us all the super friends. And no, we're not we talking need. about that name y'all stole and and, and <laughs> have tried to push upon me and my, my friends. <laughs> that is for Missy and Genuine, Aaliyah, no, Timbaland, no. Magoo. But we anyway, don't know why y'all did that. I don't know why y'all did that. <laughs> but we didn't ask for that at all. But God bless you. <laughs> but um, I, that we I would that was egged on. Now Fifty Cent went on live with Lala, and he uh-huh. did talk about doing Instagram battles. But Ja Rule's name was nowhere to be found. It was he mentioned Ludacris, he mentioned Snoop, but it was not it was not Jeffrey Atkins, and so. Okay. Uh, but well, I y'all yes, let me like, know if he if he do if he changes please his mind because I will be on time. We will sit down. Key and I may go. We may go live right, right. after. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can have. We'll be the insecurity mm-hmm. of, of the live battle. So, um, let's see here. Movie theaters might be going out of business, y'all. Like all the way. Like they might be going out of business. Like y'all. forever. It was. It's. It's a sad day. I. I have so, you know, I pick, I like to pick up a new sitcom or cartoon, like something light. I always like to have one series that I can go to at any time. So, like, Bob's Burgers was it for a minute. Completely got through that, so I have no more. So I have picked up the Goldbergs. And I must say that the Goldbergs has been slept on. That show is funny. I, white or not, it's very funny. Beverly Goldberg, hilarious. But anyway, um, I was watching an episode of the Goldbergs, and they were talking about blockbuster and hollywood video in the video store and at the end it was like rest in peace to the video store and i said are we getting ready to see so i did see that disney is is starting it's going to just put movies straight to disney plus wow there's like a a movie that's coming out it's called like onward or something Uh uh-huh yep um i think that's what it's called and they're putting it straight to disney plus but it's going straight to disney plus and i'm like this is really something guys like this is like a paradigm shift because like will the movies reopen after this or like what's going to happen um and and what does this mean for the movie industry like is it yeah 
are we going to have to like is is it going to be that movies are going to be released in our homes and then we can watch it like on a tv like what does it mean like is the movie theater experience as we know it completely changed well we see a lot of very big actors and actresses moving towards um you know, these these Netflix and HBO dramas and so forth and so on, people who we have seen on movies, they're moving towards these series. Um, but, you know, I don't know. That's that's really heartbreaking. If we're subjected to Chris Stokes and Marcus Houston productions for the rest of our days because the movie theaters went out of business, I'm going to be very upset because I watched one of those by accident. Help is what we need, okay? <laughs> Uh, this, this, this bears not much conversation, but I did not know that Tony Braxton and baby were back together. I did not care, but you know what? Yeah. Amen. I saw it and I was like, Ooh, yikes. Uh, cause they're quarantined together. I just, Tony Braxton just viscerally upsets me. Um, and then lastly, your man's Satan puffy. I don't have no man's <laughs> name Satan. Oh, they're man's. Uh, <laughs> Puffy, I call him Satan because I really feel like that nigga has a black heart. Aww. But Puffy had a dance-a-thon on Instagram Live. I didn't say he wasn't entertaining. And he entertaining. doesn't have a knee. He doesn't have, like, isn't he only got one good knee and he had oh, a whole dance Well, he dances like it. Oh, I think he just had, like, a surgery. Like, he had, oh, like, no. a whole knee replacement or something. Ooh, well, we did see Puffy is, 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 is reaching the age. He's completely, you know, salt and pepper. and As evidenced by this beard, which I'm here for. I think we all should embrace I like grace. it. I have oh, to I love it. Mine. I love when people <laughs> embrace the grays. Listen, I do think that Sean P. Diddy Puffy Combs has a black heart, but that nigga is entertaining. We love to see it. So he hosted a dance-a-thon on Instagram Live where he was fundraising. I'm still fascinated by these rich-ass people fundraising. But anyway, where he was fundraising. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Instead of just raising their ATM card <laughs> to the you ATM. What I'm, just, I'm like, y'all niggas have checkbook. $500 bill. Just bills. raise your pen to the checkbook. <laughs> That's, That's what awesome. we need you to raise. That's how just, we don't. Yes. That, start right there. Raise your pointer finger to the transfer to swipe on your phone. They all fundraise. You rough fundraising from these us poor niggas. Like, I'm, I'm like. Not, I like, can't and, give you my five dollars. I'll be feeling away because the girls will go on live and have these uh, like quote unquote free concerts, <laughs> and then they be pinning their cash apps <laughs> in the joint, and I'd be like, "Shit, my cash app be pinned." Let me tell you, it'd be a cold day in hell before I cash up Jill Scott. I just feel like <laughs> under what circumstances? <laughs> now you know, Erica Badu. I feel like we was paying for a concert experience. No, that's different. Like, you know, she you, you she was paying for staff. Things. Absolutely. And it was reasonable, right? We can give Erica five dollars. I'm not I'm not beefing. But no. I'm talking about the girls who was out here like, you know, leave your donations. I'm like, you don't need no donation. Talk there are people who don't who are not getting regular checks. I'm telling you, I refuse. Teddy Riley, you will not get fifteen dollars from Teddy me. Teddy Riley needs to get somewhere and sit <laughs> his auto tune himself right on down. That's okay. why me and XD just went ahead and did the baby face Teddy Riley. We went ahead and did well, that this baby week. Babyface got the Rona. Does he? Somebody said he was sick, child. Oh, he has the whip of pill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was inappropriate. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm inappropriate. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm sorry. It was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> 
I hope that that's not true, but I saw somebody on Twitter say I hope not either. So I'm sorry. Babyface okay. got the Rona. Well, he, I said, well, when they first canceled it, they said that one of them was under the weather. And then it was made, I was made aware that it was Babyface. And then somebody said that Babyface full on had the Rona. Oh but no! But I hope that I hope that that he's just had a little cold, or maybe his allergies was bothering him. Or something. I hope but so, or a very light case. We're not. I, I I'm not making light. I don't want y'all to think I'm making light, or you know, we've all oh, been dealing God. with some very heavy things as uh as it pertains to the Rona. But I, I that is what I thought of. I oh I'm, man, <laughs> ever you want. It's all right with me. You I hope he got don't have that, that whip appeal. <laughs> Come on, we're better than love. Sweeter. You got, oh, you got it. Oh, oh you, you got, got it. it. Oh, you got it. You got it. Okay, so it says Babyface. CNN no Entertainment announced that BET, BET, Jesus Christ. CNN Entertainment announced that Babyface. Uh, came forward saying he and his family both have recovered from coronavirus. Uh, so, yes. Oh, yes. Thank um, God. Hiya! Please <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone. Yes, he tested positive for COVID-19, as did my family. It's an incredible, scary thing to go through, my friends. I can imagine. I'm happy to report. Yeah, he tweeted that. Um, so, I don't know what, what date this was that he tweeted it. Or April 10th, he tweeted it, that he was over... Um, over it but i think it says on april 18th him and teddy riley will be on at 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern on his on his baby face on his on his uh ig live which is at baby face so all right well we're gonna go see the battle we're that... gonna be tuned in but yes he had the wrong child him and him and the family they tested positive well i'm glad um, they were saying you know that they that they recovered uh, you know, we do, we do absolutely. It was wish. Swiss Beats and Timberland that had invited them to He already throwing shade. Talk about with that being said, I would like to officially accept to participate with my little brother Teddy, <laughs> and what I'd like to call a celebration of Black music excellence in Teddy Riley versus Baby Faith. That nigga's gonna play the entire "Waiting to Exhale" soundtrack. And, I mean, everybody and, and should just close. Down. I mean, Teddy Riley should just close his little laptop up after that, honey. Just please. Oh, would it obey? He gonna play all of the all of the um all of that. I mean, Everything. I mean, his catalog. All is of Tony's first album, not to be all of waiting to excel. Beyonce. It's just, it's just, it's go on and on and on and on and on. We could honestly have a month's discussion of like Babyface Tamia, songs. Tamia, Deborah Cox, girl. After seven. Okay. Like Whitney Houston, Michael Jack, please everybody relax. Everybody hey, calm down. No diggity. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and that's no shade to Teddy. You know, I understand. I respect it. He but... wrote jo jo uh, Johnny Kemp's Just Got Paid. <laughs> Just Got Paid. Mm. Hey. Friday, Friday night. night. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Puffy did a day a, a, a fundraiser and he had LeBron. And he had J-Lo, which that was a reunion for your eyes. Okay, J-Lo uh, and A-Rod. Okay, A-Rod was in the background. I'm big fan! Uh -huh. <laughs> you are so crazy. He had Sierra, didn't know she was pregnant. He had Drake teaching niggas how to do the Tootsie. Is it the Tootsie? The Tootsie? The Tootsie slide. Tootsie slide. It go one foot, uh, a left uh, foot slide. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, uh. 
So and that's then, all I know. Um, and then he had a bit of controversy because it's right foot and left foot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right foot slide, left foot. It's right foot front, left foot, foot slide. slide. Yes, left foot front, right foot slide. You mm-hmm. right. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna learn all the young we people dances. So I'm gonna learn every dance until I literally. I can't feel like move the Tootsie Slide anymore. is one of the ones I know I'll be able to do. Cause it looks like a line dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that savage business. I'm gonna just let y'all have it. Sis, I like I don't know what where my juice went. I don't know. I literally have struggled. I didn't even try. Like I just watched him do it and was just like, oh, okay, y'all let Noah me know. Noah has it down and I'm I am sure. to this day. I feel like I can get the end, like like right, but I, I have just the beginning and the end. I can't I, this little I'm like arm like, movement they do all in of that, between. I don't know. The hip Mm-mm. thing is where I lose it. I'm just like the, mm. I can do the hip and then after that they do the snake movement and they be like right Michael child. Jackson and across just, the floor. Let I'm, the children have it. I don't have it. I don't have it in me, but I'm gonna. Ch- I'm. I'm damn sure gonna attempt until I can't any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a bit of controversy because he had Lizzo and he had Drea. Lizzo began to twerk, and Puffy got up in the camera real quick. Was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He was like, this is the family program. Lizzo had the face like she got in trouble. It was slightly <laughs> awkward. Uh, and he was like, it's a family program. We gotta. We got, you know, we got to keep it clean. So she was like, oh, my bad, my bad. He claimed that he said that. What did he think that. Lizzo was going to do? Well, hold on. So then he had Drea. And Drea was in her Drea PJs. from Basketball Wives? Drea from Basketball Wives. Whoville. And he had Whoville. She's like bad body Whoville, right? So he had Whoville. And he played back that ass up. And she was on the bed twerking and shaking her ass. And there's nothing wrong with either person doing that, right? The problem is he told Lizzo it was a family program, and then he told he was cheering in the background as Drea continued to shake her ass. Okay. And uh, so then he got called out for it, and he was like, no, it was because, you know, the lyrics were really explicit, when li- and then, you know, it was just inappropriate. And the lyrics but, to back that ass up are not explicit? Right. Girl, you working with some ass, yeah. Use a motherfucker. Like, what? <laughs> I just... <laughs> I don't understand. We yeah. understand. Just we know what bad. it is. Just say, you know what? Y'all right, my bad. Y'all right. Y'all right. That didn't look right, and I fucked up. Yeah, that's all. But you that's do. the trash. Just that's, own it. That's just own it. That's the trash. Just right week. foot front, left, left foot, foot slide, slide, right left foot, foot front. front. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, see? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're old ass. <laughs> I, I accept it. I don't know what the people talk about <laughs> ever. Let's move along to this kitchen table talk. Let's do it. We got to get There are other ways to use your phone to escape from reality besides Instagram. Woo, if this is not speaking to my life. Like the fun puzzle game Best Fiends. It's an it's a fun escape from the everyday. I love Best Fiends. I love Best Fiends before the quarantine because I told you all I was able to play it on the train no matter where I was going. If I was riding all the way up to the Bronx, I could play Best Fiends because you don't need any internet or anything. But now that I'm sitting up in the house, sometimes I get tired of looking at y'all. I don't want to scroll and look at anybody's baby or, you know, past Easter announcement. I just don't, <laughs> I don't you know, where they're thinking about the days when we go outside. Best Fiends is the best way for me to pass the time. They have new new levels that they're always introducing. There's Best Fiends and Best Fiends stars. 
it's absolutely wonderful. I love it. The, the slugs are cute. It's fun. It's colorful. It keeps my attention for a while. Best Fiends is unlike any other puzzle game out there. They update the game monthly with new levels and events so it never gets old and you don't need internet to play. Perfect for traveling. But where are we going? Best Fiends has thousands of levels already with new levels, events, and characters added every month. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips, and you can even play offline. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Okay, we're here for the kitchen table talk. And you see we skipped the shout-out again. Because our shout out is our guest this week. Oh my goodness. Miss Reagan Gomez. You're alive with Zaria Peterson. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. What in the Rona apocalypse or whatever we're in? We got holding on to what edges we have left. Okay. (laughs) Everybody just holding on for their life, but we are. That's right. We are so excited to have you on. We are, like I was saying to you earlier, Jade and I both are long-time fans oh and i hope God. it's not annoying do you get annoyed when people call you zaria I'm no sure. not okay. at all i think after 20 years or, or however long it's been you know yeah. it, just, it just reminds me just how powerful the show was and how Absolutely. much people liked it which makes yes. me feel good because we are never on the list of like famous black this family is true. TV shows. <laughs> We're true. never on the list. It's a- really? You're absolutely right. And I no, think you're not. It's never. always family matters and, yeah, and we are never on the list. Which is crazy to me because I mean mm. that was we literally I feel like I grew up with Zaria. Like we were like right there together. Um and it being clutch, like it being a part mm-hmm. of my UPN nine nine like it was a thing. <laughs> it was a oh, thing. Yeah. Um so it's crazy to me that that that's not Especially like given the legend, like how was it working with Robert Townsend? Like oh, Meteor Man. Yeah. Gee, I know. It like, was so great. Duck we, from the five heartbeat. Like yes, right there. Okay. Five oh my gosh. It's so funny because I saw that Zaytoven, that Lord, I hope I'm getting his name right. Zaytoven, that too. producer. That yes, we right. did that scene with Duck so and his sister amazing. When singing in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I didn't realize until I started um, creating content myself and like directing myself how much that I had learned from him that I just had no idea that I did. Like people like me who don't go to college and whatever field, but especially, you know, somebody like myself who is still in the business because a lot of us have left. Mm-hmm. who is still, you know, hustling in the business. Like we don't, a lot of us don't go to film school, yeah. but we got to realize, and I had to realize that my whole career has been film school. Absolutely. My mm-hmm. whole career has been up close and personal. So I learned so much from him. He was, that was my first, really first big job in mm-hmm. Hollywood. And to have that be my foundation, like we prayed before every performance because you know wow. that's back when we used to perform in front of the live audience we yeah. prayed before every performance and realizing that we children were so protected on that show we mm. were very protected on that show um but he set the a, a great a great example for me and he was it was a blessing it really was oh that's amazing that's Love amazing that. we um we're not here to interview Reagan. Reagan is a part of the conversation. <laughs> but, you know, we had to do a little intro as well. Reagan is a mother. She hosts a podcast, Reaganomics. So make sure you all tune into that. Absolutely. And then obviously all of your favorite shows. The, I, so I, I feel guilty because I used to talk about the little brother on the show. 
I used to be like, yes. I was like, oh, I don't know what it is, but it works my nerves. I think it's the age group. I think the age has always worked my nerves. And them them Bob synthetic braids. Yes, braids. With the center part. Classic. Classic. (laughs) With them burnt ends. Go off. Yes. Okay. Sitting up in my room style. That's right. And they were emailing. I had those braids. They were done every week. Done every I had those braids, so I'm not going to talk too much shit about them. (laughs) And they were burnt at the ends, too. Oh, yes. That's the only way you could do it back then. Yeah. They didn't know. What was not list? What was not list? What was this from these raggedy ends just hanging down? It wasn't until Beyonce came with her uh, her braid weave. Snagging all of our shirts. Oh, it could look like hair. Snagging all of our good shirts with them burnt ends. Oh, my God. Real quick before we jump into it, so I saw an interview you did some time ago, and um, you said you don't know the secret to a long-lasting, healthy marriage, Mm -hmm. which I loved your response to, because I was like, she's absolutely right. It is luck, and it is respect, and that's about all you can do. So I just wanted to revisit. You've been married 20 years, though, right? 21? 20, 20. 20 years. 20 years, Two decades that's of dealing crazy. with the same like 12, nigga. So that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? Yes, you know what? When we met, um, it's I'm so thankful social media was not around when I was on Parenthood and, you know, being a thot out there with my husband <laughs> in the Pasadena streets, okay, because I did have a car at 16. Yeah. And it was a nice car, so yes. Um, but that was my best friend. That was, um, it, it, we knew we wanted to get married. We did it very fast. And like, neither of us knew what marriage was. Like my parents divorced after 17 years, his parents are, are divorced as well and divorced early on, but neither of us knew what marriage was, but Mm. luckily we were able to grow together. People grow apart all the time and it doesn't make them bad people or whatever it just doesn't work out and for right now I'm happy I'm so happy and it's not to say that it's been perfect or whatever but we've managed to grow together and you know I tell my kids all the time like and my husband like we lucky we like each other because we really do not mind this time at all I do not mind cooking they have their chores my husband still has to go to work, but like I do not. We like being at home. Yeah, yeah. We've, uh, me and him have always been like that, even before we had our children, because we were married seven years before I even had Scarlett. Oh, but nice. my brother and both of his siblings all had kids first. We were that auntie and uncle. Wow. Drop yeah. them off anytime. Mm-hmm. We're going to Disneyland, and this was like when we we're twenty four, twenty five. Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. have to be doing that. Like right, I still. Right. Have my cute little waistline. <laughs> and you still do. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we, were, we like each other. We've always fucked with each other like that. Right. Like, love is important, but do you like that motherfucker? Yeah. Like, like, do woo, you? It's yes. important. It's so important. Because we get so caught up. I think people get so caught up in the in the romance and the fairy tale mm-hmm. and all the mushy and right the it does right and it, it really does boil down to like is this somebody who you whose company you genuinely enjoy mm-hmm. and you know what it's about like being with somebody this long first of all it it feels like 20 years but then it doesn't it mm-hmm. doesn't because i'll be 40 in the end of this month he'll be 39 next week like mm-hmm. we're not old we don't yeah. feel old we just right. feel we getting grown you know yeah. like, <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly. So it's like with our marriage, it's like chapters. 
Mm -hmm. It's the first chapter when you fucking all the time and it's love, love. Then it's the second chapter where it's still that, but it's like, what are we? What are we finna do? And then the next chapter. And then if you find yourself still being there, like we hear with Mm -hmm. each chapter, I mean, and you happy, you just keep going on, you you know? Wait, I'm about to speak German. I'm about to speak German in front of Kia real quick. Y'all are both Tauruses. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Kia, Kia, when's Kia, your Kia. birthday? Kia, when's your birthday? My birthday is in December, December twentieth. You ain't no Taurus. She's a Sag. No, I would say you and oh. you and your husband are both Tauruses. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant me and Kia. Oh, my bad. No, 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 no he's actually he he's um he's an Aries. So oh, he's I'm an right Aries. on the cusp. Okay. Like I'm right on the cut. Yeah, yeah. We're okay. seven days apart. But yeah, still, yeah. I'm sure that's a you all have a seems like a good dynamic. Well. So everybody in my house is born in April except for my daughter because the plan didn't work the first month. I got pregnant the second month. So she mm-hmm. would have been April too because I'm a Taurus and mm-hmm. everything is very calculated. <laughs> everybody in my house growing up was April except my mom. So I was mom. like, well, sh- everybody in my house been <laughs> April. <laughs> I love Tauruses. Y'all are so grounded. Those are those are my people. Please live. Yes. But let's Come get on. into this. Let's get into this kitchen table talk here. You want to take it off? Sure. Well, I, I had uh, one more question that I oh, wanted to ask. Please. So I wanted you to talk a little bit about, I know we, you know, we've talked a little about your past and previous work that you've done. Just let the people know what you're doing now. I know your the things that you're directing, your YouTube series and all those kinds of things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm aware, but just in case some of our listeners don't know what's going on, let the people know what you're up sure. to right now. Um, well, Jay mentioned I have a podcast, Reaganomics Podcast. We've been mm-hmm. doing, me and my husband have been doing that for five years. Um, I'm still acting. I did my first Christmas movie over, you know, the Christmas break, me mm-hmm. and Ray J um, on TV oh, One directing. That's, right. that's yes, it. That's yes, it. Yes, gift yes. to humanity. Yes, dear, yes, dear Santa, I need it was a so good. It was so it was good. very cute. I enjoyed yes. it. Yes. Because I, I bang with the Christmas movies. I do. I, I do. know. And I told Terry that was my first Christmas movie, and I never really thought about it. But I love Christmas movies, especially like, black Christmas movies. We so. need more mm-hmm. of them. We do we need do. more. And, and you know what? It seemed like this Christmas, there was a few. A the couple. On Lifetime or a yes. TV one. Mm-hmm. Or Own, had, Own had one or yes. two as well. So, yeah. Yes, yes. So, I'm still acting um, as well. I'm recurring on Queen Sugar. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what else am I doing so yes I'm directing I've been writing and directing original content on my YouTube for about 10 years right now yep. um my last show that I did uh was nominated for a Gotham award in 2016 for best original show short mm-hmm. form mm-hmm. and I'm directing a horror film called charcuterie that Ooh. is we are in pre 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 production wow uh, right Ooh. now but yeah that's what that's what I have going on we yeah. actually have some big news um that we can't even talk about because we were supposed to go somewhere this month to oh. pitch in front of some mm. like big people and we made it to the top five and the top prize was like millions of dollars and we can't even talk about it right now because it's been postponed yeah but your girl is doing things it's, we're excited okay. we love to yes. see it we okay love to see we're it. gonna look out for it we yes. can't wait to hear we about will, it yes yes we will be sure to include links to uh reganomics and to your youtube page so that oh, our sweet. listeners can yes. get familiar and so yes. i mean especially to your social media because we love following you on the Twitters, absolutely. Um, um, so that we, so we, so when the big news can be officially broke, 
broken release out into the space, then we can all kind of, you know, root for you. But yes, we wanted to have a conversation about, uh, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot on Getting Grown is how we are all, like he said, kind of navigating the various chapters of our lives as we figure out, you know, life as it comes, right? Life in a pandemic, like life, you know, managing adult relationships mm-hmm. with our parents, uh, parenting, um, you know, dealing with nieces and nephews and cousins and all that stuff. And one thing that we have talked about a little bit, but we feel like it's a conversation that needs to continue is how do we talk about friendships amongst women? Um, because as we get older, one of the things that I've learned about my, from my through my own experiences is, you know, my relationships with my friends look different than they did when I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, very much so. And sometimes friendships that you had in your 20s don't always come with you. Um, but, you know, and even the r- relationships that you have had for years and years and years, they change in dynamic. So we wanted to talk just kind of like sharing stories and things that we've learned um, about, you know, what we've learned in managing relationships as adult women with other adult women. Um, and I don't know if you saw, but Insecure came on last night. Shout out to yes, Issa and, yes, and, and, the, and the crew. Uh, shout out to Issa and the crew. Everyone, We don't want to spoil it. We don't know why you haven't watched if you haven't, but get your life together. Man, fuck all that. They should have watched it by now. <laughs> I know. Where you at? Where are you going? Like, where are you going? Long, girl, just get your, get your cute little 40 minutes and get your life. Right, but, um, right. but yeah, so, so Molly and Issa are going through it yet again. Um, mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of conversation in the social media space around like, you know, who is wrong, who's right. So wanted to kind of offer for the conversation for the both of you, um, Jay and Reagan. What like, you know, if you had to pick a side uh, right now with the whole Molly and Issa situation. So for those of you who don't know, um, Issa, Issa learns that, uh, you know, new friend and colleague is dealing with her ex, Lawrence, is dating her ex, Lawrence. And um, they're working together on a on a big project. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before this little hiccup, they had a really good, you know, they had really good chemistry. We're vibing. We're really working well together. And, you know, this little bomb dropped during episode one that Condola is dealing with Lawrence and um Issa goes to tell her best her BFF Molly who wasn't available right away but when Molly finds out Molly confronts Issa and says that she's being messy and Mm -hmm. that she's you know drawn to the drama and you know really just kind of like you know under the under the pretense of you know I'm just trying to hold you accountable she kind of calls Issa to task about maintaining a relationship with Condola even after learning that Condola is dating her ex so there's been some back and forth and I've seen it go a couple different ways, right? There's some people who feel strongly, well, people who feel strongly about both sides, but for the both of you, in that instance, um, have you ever been in a situation like this? And if so, or if not, like, you know, just kind of where your sides, what were your reactions? Who do you think was, was wrong? Right. I just kind of throw it out there. Go ahead, Reagan. Okay, um, I it broke my heart to find out that Molly um, is a Taurus. There was something that was going on <laughs> on Twitter today with like each of the characters, like Zodiac. Oh, that hurts mine too. I'm like, really? Um, I think Molly was wrong. I think Molly was dead wrong. I think Issa was very cool with it. Like, uh-huh. you know, it's not like either of her or is it Condola? It's Condola. 
it's not like either of them knew that information and was hiding it from right. each other. Neither right. of them knew. They clicked on their own already. Right. Right. So, of course, it could be weird and awkward, as Issa was weird mm-hmm. and awkward. But she, I think she was right, and I think she was very mature. Um, yeah. And plus, it, it, at this point, anyway, it's not like she wants Lawrence back. Like, she's okay Absolutely. with her life. And, you mm-hmm. know, we see she's still getting it in, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I think she was cool. And I think Molly put her insecures, uh, insecurities on Issa. And For she's going thing. through mm-hmm. it with her own man. Mm-hmm. But remember, Molly is kind of like, remember how she reacted when she found out found out her dad cheated on her mom like yeah, 20 years yeah, ago? Yeah. She was like, it's like, what? Molly's Molly, She kind of has 30s, these, like, fan, like these fantasies around relationships mm-hmm. yes. and the realities of how complex relationships can be. And because like, clearly her parents have, have gotten over it and they're right, happy. And, right. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what, what, yeah. Yeah. We hold on to these like ideal situations in our head. Because even when, you know, when uh, Andrew, her boo, said that he was dating other people you can tell that she was clearly affected and bothered Ooh, um but bothered. did not have but never ever like open her mouth right so how i'm just you know saying like it it's often that we hold on to these idea these ideals right oh this is what i want but we don't even really articulate that and we just kind of expect people we hold people to expectations that we've never articulated mm-hmm. which and is it's not very at all strange fair. it seems like molly's only been dating like a couple years she she, she seems <laughs> she's like very, very new to a lot of yeah. things yeah. yeah she acts like she she acts like a child she reacts like a child in almost every scenario that she's in for the most part the way that she reacted to the first dude the way that she reacts to isa the way that she reacted to the guy saying that he's dating other people you all are not exclusive so how could you expect for somebody to, like, he was like, what's funny? Like, yeah, I'm dating other people. You not? So I just feel like she. She uh-huh. texts at the end. like mm-hmm. she, yeah. But that was after, after putting her fact. baggage on Issa. Yes, exactly. Like, you know, yes. and like why you didn't say it in person. Like, it's and to very, him. It's and you could weird. tell he kept asking, like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And she never, she never, um, you know, responded. I, mm-hmm. I agree that I, I feel like Issa being cool with it really showed signs of her maturity and that she was really over it. And was just, of course, she had her moment because I think that's fair for you to be like, of course. Oh, okay. But um, I was almost, I was glad that Molly didn't answer the phone right away um, when Issa called her initially. Um, because I think the more she thought about it, and I mean, this is more than a friendship and their friendship is what it is, but mm-hmm. it's a business relationship. Um, so I definitely would not have, like, if this is about a bag, right. And we, we've, we've established that Condola is connected. We work to, well together and we're not going to let like, like, I, especially like this is not, I'm over this. This is a relationship I've been over. So why would I allow that to impact, you know, my progress. And furthermore, as long as far as they were into the planning of this event. Yeah. Why the hell would you stop working with her now? That don't even make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. And I don't think it was messy. Like Molly saying, like, you are so attracted to this mess. I'm like, there's nothing messy. You're making this messy. Mm -hmm. No. Um, Molly is messy. Exactly. Yes. Molly's making this messy. I find an opinion that I, 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 I had or a thought that I had was that, um, it seems as if Molly is okay as long as Issa is doing a little quote unquote worse than her in her mm. eyes. I kind of I kind of just pick up on that. Like there's subtle shade and then there's there's a support, but then also it doesn't seem like a completely genuine support. 
It's like, I'm going to support you because you're my homegirl. You're my best friend. But it seems like she's okay as long as Issa is not living up to her fullest potential. And now that she seems to be like where she needs to be, like the best we've seen in all of these seasons, it seems like she's having a, like Molly's having a bit of a moment about that. Now, I don't know if that's just projection because of her own personal situation, but I thought, you know, I was like, this, this is a bit of an interesting take. So like in the instance of kind of like what this means for our own relationships, are there like, what are, are, what are, are there actual roles? Like I, I keep saying, I keep seeing in the um, Twitter space, people saying like, you know, was there a violation of the girl code? Um, like, I guess, can Condola, like, can Condola and Issa be friends? Or is that a violation of some sort of code? Like, because Condola didn't know Issa prior to, know, like, you know, I don't, that's what I'm saying. But I think, I think I'm seeing that there are some, there's some debate out here in the, in the space. And people are really thinking about like what allegiances mean, you know, between friendships. Like, is it fair to expect your friends to, um, to do what you would do in situations? Cause I, I feel like Molly has placed an unfair expectation on Issa to move in a way that, it, that Issa doesn't want to move. Right. Mm -hmm. And so she's projecting this kind of like judgment on her saying like, you know, you're being messy as opposed to her saying like this is not something that I would do but if you if you can handle it and you're cool with it go ahead but right. um, she was judging it so like what are like is this something that that you've experienced I think I have experienced I've definitely experienced people you know putting their opinions on me and my behavior um, and have struggled to figure out you know how to manage that like how to have the conversation how to how to and what that means for the friendship. Does it mean that the friendship is over or does it mean that it's growing in different ways? So has that happened to either of you um, in any of your experience um, in your, in your adult friendships? Um, um, I think it's just like what I was saying about marriage earlier. Like, you know, you, you have chapters in, in one of those chapters, especially for friend friends who've been friends for a long time is that first big blow up, whether it happens when you're small kids or teenagers or adults. And like how, if you guys can get past that, if you two even want to get past the big blow up, whatever it's about, um, then you've established a, le a level of trust and respect in each other that, okay, we've had disagreements before, but this big one, we've been able to get over it. And I understand your point of view and you understand mine and we respect each other and we move forward. We, we learn from our mistakes, but it seems like this relationship is not, not all the way on the up and up something something what you said jay was really really interesting and now has me looking at them in in a whole new way because something does seem kind of foul about about this relationship i can't necessarily put my finger on it but we'll see and i feel like you know the grown woman that i am like you know i there are very few new friends in my life. There are friends mm -hmm. that I've had for 15 to 20 years. Now, that doesn't mean that I can't meet somebody, you know, and we click or whatever. Mm -hmm. But at this age, I know what I want. I know what I'll tolerate. And I've lived my life happy without you. So if it's, you know, we don't have to do this. And mm -hmm. that's okay. And I think that is, it's important to keep that in mind when you're talking about relationship, whether it's friend, your spouse, um, your your parents or older family members or whatever, you know, we all have our boundaries and either, either we can respect them and enjoy each other's company or or not. Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, 
I think I have a rule personally now, as especially as just being grown, is that if we're not paying bills together, we're not raising children together, <laughs> we don't need to be fighting. <laughs> like yeah, we, that's the truth. There's really no reason for us to 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 be fighting. Um, but I have had to I've had some realizations about some behaviors with, you know, certain people that I don't like. And when it comes to those things, I set my personal boundaries. So if you don't create a safe space for me and a friendship any longer, I'm not going to confide in you in that way. I'm not going to put my trust in you in that way. I'm not going to speak to you about things that are important or sacred to me. Um, and I find that the more intentional that I am with the relationships. And again, my girlfriends are my, they're my girlfriends, they're my sisters. Kia is, Kia is one of them. We have a group of girlfriends where we're, you know, we're solid. But, and I think we're able to be honest with what, with one another. Um, when, you know, if, when and if there is an issue, which there rarely is, because again, none of us pay bills together and none <laughs> of us have children together. Um, but I do, the older that I get, I do I do find that I, I need to set hard boundaries and I and that's really important to me um, and to be very intentional in those relationships, because if I call you my sister, you are my sister. I'm going to treat you as such. That's, that's not right. just the Internet term. You know what mm -mm, I'm saying? Mm -mm. So, like, what what advice would you give someone who's noticing that they have a, a friendship that may be expiring or transitioning? Um, because I think I know for me. One of the things that I noticed is that, so to the point that, that Jay made as well around like, you know, how Molly is moving with respect to some of the progress that Issa is making. I have definitely been in situations where people befriended me during a phase of my life where I, you know, my, where my perspective was different, where I was struggling with a specific challenge or, you know, hadn't yet developed an awareness about myself concerning certain things. And when I realize or, you know, grow to a place where I'm going to move differently in the world, they are not ready for this Kia who speaks up mm -hmm. for herself or this mm -hmm. Kia who who is um, who is a bit more, uh, you know, like, yeah. And who can ha who like those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. um, and I have had to learn how to navigate those spaces, you know, um, and some of those friendships I still have and some of those I don't. So are there mm -hmm. any experiences that you guys want to share or anything that you have um, learned through um, anything like that? You know what? It's so funny because um, Kiff, Fury and Crystal had a question about something like this on their episode last week. And <clears throat> it really is about kind of letting, knowing when to let go of things that need to be let go of. Yeah. And knowing when to fight for things that are supposed to be in your life. Right. But I'm going to tell you right now, something is supposed to be in your life. The fight should not be that hard. I mean, right. it should be hard, but it should not be killing me right. to That's keep it. you here with right. me. You should want to be here with me, too. That's right. it. There's a difference between challenge yes. and, like, pain. Right? Oh, <laughs> it needs yes. to be reciprocal. Yeah. That's right. That's it right. needs to be so, reciprocal. But sometimes it's about letting, you know, letting friends go. And like in the situation with, you know, Issa on Insecure, like what are they, early 30s? Mm -hmm. Like Issa turned 30. You know, so this is around the time, mid-20s, late-20s, early 30s, that you do make that decision about friends you've known from high school or whatever. Right. Like, am I still, are yeah. we still here together? Yeah. Am I still mm -hmm. fucking with this bitch? <laughs> right. Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. And, Not and so much, right? If it's no, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Handle your business and, right. and move on. Yeah, I find, um, 
I find it sometimes I, I think it varies depending on upon who you're dealing with. There are times where you may need to be outspoken and say and really set your boundaries vocally and say, these are the things that I don't like or these are the things that I'm not going to deal with. And then sometimes I find uh, because we had a conversation a couple years back because getting grown is three now. Um, so we had a conversation a couple years back about having difficult conversations. So you can't necessarily navigate uh, how a person is going to respond to you if you speak to them about something that you don't like. But you know people that you deal with. And I know some I know for myself and my lack of patience, there are certain people where I may have a situation. Where I'm like, I just need to pull back from you because I know that if we have a conversation, I feel like it's not going to be productive it's not about bowing. It's about the fact that I know this is not going to be productive and I know that I can get very ugly. Right. So, and I don't want to get that way with somebody that I love, right? Because you're not supposed to. And so I, I find that it varies depending upon the relationship yeah. or, you know, the circumstances even. Yeah, I find sometimes you have to deal with it. It's a person-to-person basis and also, you know, situational. It depends on kind of how yeah. things unfolded. I feel like, too, that, what Jay, what you said about knowing people, like sometimes you just have to put people in like their little box. Like, okay, I know I can't fuck with you, but we do have fun when we go Mm -hmm. here and there and I'm just going to keep it to that. I'm not going to tell you my business or whatever. We just have this small little relationship (laughs) and we're going to keep it at that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be like, if you get out of my life, it's like, okay, we can, we can go to brunch and have champagne and it will be beautiful. But will I be calling you and telling you, you know, my deepest, darkest, probably not but my patience is like wearing thin the older that i get Mm -hmm. and so it's to the point where i really if i don't trust you Mm -hmm. i don't even want to brunch with you i don't even want to (laughs) like i don't want lunch with you nigga. i don't want to talk to you like my space my space is that valuable right it's it's sacred and my friendships and my relationships are sacred and i give you know what i'm saying in my relationships i know that i try to give of myself because right. these are people that I love and I hold sacred to myself. And so if I'm feeling like I'm not getting that same energy back, I can't, I, I find myself not being able to even give that. I can't even keep it cute like that no more. It's just like, I heard that. I'm good. I'm good on you. I'm good and, on no, you. That's right. Yeah. I, I think that one thing I'll end on this, but I think, I think Issa exercised some of this restraint in the episode last night because absolutely instead of having a blowout with Molly, like what you mean? Like, you know, it was just like, okay, girl, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you could tell cause she, cause she already know how Molly yeah. is. Yeah. Like, and I think that that, that kind of having that awareness about who your friend is and about who you are and what kind of conversations are going to be most productive in terms of like getting us to a resolve in a place of common understanding and literally picking your battles, knowing time and place like the time will come for me to address this you must be dealing with something else right now or even if you're not right or even if you're not you know what i'm saying it's clear this is not my problem this is like (laughs) so i didn't ask you for all of that but this is coming and that's the thing too because they know each other so well like or they think they do but as far as Issa and molly like Issa knows when Molly is tripping, and that's how she looked at her. Like, okay, girl, all yeah. right, right, right. Okay. She gave her the all eyes. Right. <laughs> all right, okay, all right. She gave her them Issa eyes, and it was yeah. like, I'm not even gonna engage right now. That I was like, mood, big fucking mood. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But, but that I, we didn't, you know, we didn't have anything that was super, super um, hardcore. We just kind of wanted to talk about navigating complicated relationships and you know, how that can be 
as an adult. And I, 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 for one, am very interested to see how this unfolds, especially with the way that the episode opened up. And um, right. and he used to talking about she don't bang with Molly like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we'll get to see the relationship kind of evolve through its phases. And one of the things that I love about Insecure is that it really does showcase like the complexity of, of relationships. Mm-hmm. Like we talk about complexity in romantic relationships and dating situations, but friendships can be are, and are often especially close friendships can be just as complex and just as. So I, I love that. I love that. And I just, we, again, Jaden, I thought it would be dope for us to have a conversation about that and engage you um, as someone who is, you know, navigating career and family um, and just talking about what are the ways that friendships um, have enhanced that and, 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 or are there ways that, that it has, you know, impeded that and challenged that well well, I know for a fact that you know I am you know sane and healthy and and still looking you know healthy and all those things because of uh, my friends and family because being a black woman in Hollywood that has grown up you know out here it is not easy Mm -hmm. it is not easy at all we're we're kind of having um, a resurgence of black art right now but it's still hard. And before this, I, I always tell people, because I was on Twitter in 2009, and um, I met Matthew Cherry and, you know, other people because we were talking about how great, you know, quote unquote, Black Hollywood used to be, or whatever. Scandal didn't come on, I think, until two, 2010 and 2011. And that completely changed the yeah. whole TV mm-hmm. atmosphere. Mm-hmm. People forget that. Um, so before that, it was like 15 years of just silence. no black right. content. <laughs> it was like silence. Yeah. It, it was, was just on, you know, uh, especially that time period after um, uh, the CW bought the WB and UPN. Mm-hmm. Yep. And mm-hmm. it, yes, because for so many years, you know, the WB and UPN was like all we had. Black, but we, but we had that the shit. Negroes, but we right? had you that take shit, the Negroes right? and we watched. So, that's Basically. right. So when them two um, networks went away, it was like a hard, hard time. It was so, a hit, you know, definitely. oh, yeah. So having my husband and my children and my extended family and my friends who are going through the same thing, like, girl, we don't care what project you got. If you got it, that's great. How right. are you doing? Are yeah. you hungry? Can you yeah. pay your bills? <laughs> yeah. Have your, ba- your babies mm-hmm. need diapers or whatever the hell? Like, friends and family are so important for people out here. And I'm lucky because my husband was born and raised in Pasadena, California. So both sides of his family is here. So mm-hmm. up until a few years ago, both my kids have both of their great grandmothers on his side and they still yes. have one. So that kind of stuff is very important to me. Like mm-hmm. his sister cooks yesterday and on his way from work, he going to pick up our Easter Aww. plates on the way home. Like, <laughs> yes. So like we have friends and family, so I'm not tr- It don't matter. Nobody's asking me what I've worked on. Nobody It's it's, it's Reagan. How are you? And how mm-hmm. are you doing? And I'm so excited about, you know, what you're doing with your time and you're directing and yada, 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 yada. So friends and family are, are everything. And I really feel for people who are not from here. Lucky for me, I'm married into a great family and my mother and my, my niece is still out here, but so many people they move out here and don't have no yeah. family you mm-hmm. know and it is so hard it is especially so now hard. yeah oh yeah yeah it is so hard but yeah friends and family are everything to me they are same it's same here i have a lot of friends who well not a lot of friends because a lot of them don't have kids but the ones the few who do their families are not here um and so they don't have that support and we're very lucky to have a oh, huge support God. system 
So it's, I, I feel you. His mom is 15 minutes from us. And, you know, we do not live in the LA area. We live, mm-hmm. we live kind of, California, don't nobody really live in Hollywood anyway. Like people are scattered <laughs> all over the place. Mm-hmm. But his mom is 15 minutes from us. And I, we would not be able to do this without her and mm-hmm. his sister. Like, Listen. you know, so, and that's the truth. That is the absolute truth. My mother-in-law is four minutes away. Okay. <laughs> My mother-in-law, sister-in-law and his aunt are four minutes away. It is. I was like, I don't know what I would do if you guys were, were further. And you know what? It's the same for his sister and her daughter with us. Like, yeah. any of them can come be with us at any. Mm-hmm. Like, my niece was just with us for about, like, three weeks because yeah. we're, we're, and she was cool. Well, like, right. you know, so, yeah. I love it. I love, mm-hmm. it. I love it. All right, perfect. Thank you, Reagan. So we're going to move on. Honestly? Truly. All right, let's get into our honesty box. You want to give our sisters. Oh, I guess we don't really need to give her a pseudonym. So she says, hey, y'all, I hope you're not going crazy with this quarantine. I have a daughter named uh, Maxine that is eight years old. And even though she has cerebral palsy, she is cognitively eight years old. Most of her disability affects her physically, but not mentally. She has her own personality that is blooming as she gets older, which I don't have a problem with at all. I love that she's expressive with every aspect of herself. I give her a lot of lead leadway when it comes to parenting her. We talk through her problems and deal with them as needed. My question is, how do you set bound? Oh, for my question for Jade is, how do you set boundaries for Noah? What things uh, are you receptive to showing her or allowing her to do? Please give me a helping hand with my Virgo baby. And she says she gave us a little background. She said she got pregnant when she was 16. She had a stroke in utero, which caused uh, caused her cerebral palsy oh, wow. um, at around month five. And then she says she had her when she was 17. She'd taken her to doctor's appointments, therapy appointments, and school conferences all by herself on top of working full-time as a lead pastry chef at a local college. Mm. She never thought she'd be able to do it, but she's still going. And then sent us a beautiful picture of her and her nugget, and I love it. I love Black it mothers too. out here doing it. Um I can chime in, and then I would. I also I would love for Kia to chime in because I don't know why I don't parent you, nothing. Well, you would parent your plant, and you also, you know, you're in education, and you mm. have some good viewpoints when it comes to things like that. But mm. as far as boundaries and whatnot are concerned, and and, and I I know that you know <clears throat> we were all, th- those a lot of black uh, blacks of us, <laughs> blacks a lot of us blacks <laughs> were raised. Um, with very similar mentalities, not everybody. I'm not going to speak for everybody's experience, but there were a lot who were raised in stricter households or, you know, there were a lot more parameters set around what we were allowed to say or not allowed to say, how we were allowed to express ourselves or not. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of talk from the boomers. (laughs) I love when you all use that as an insult. It's funny to me uh, because you use it in ways that don't make sense. But... Um, as uh, really with the boomers, our parents, um, we hear a lot of comments from them about, you know, I, w- I would have whooped you for that. Or, you know, oh, they got a lot of mouth these days. Or, you know, parents are really loose and lax. Kia mentioned something the other day. What did your mom say the other day? Uh, oh, that was so, that was a good lip pop. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful pe- peak black oh, girl moment. She was saying, like, the stuff that won't be tolerated. What was that? Uh, like I was telling Jay and the rest of the girls um, during our call about how my mom like 
when we watch, if we're out somewhere or if we're watching television and there's a child that's acting up, my mother's yes. like, yes. buses at me, even now <laughs> at this great big age. Like if we see a, a little girl having a tantrum, my mother will turn to me like, you know, I would have wore you out right here. That kind of behavior will not be tolerated to kids. And, so, you know, while, while, you know, there's a balance there, uh, I do... I am, I guess, of this new parenting age, I can admit it, where I I, I, I try not to put hands on my child. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like it instills a level of fear, um, which is what I'm not looking for. But I also try to set boundaries around, you know, just what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. You know, you're not about to be out here just cussing all over the place. You're six. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I do allow her to express herself. If she's angry, if she's, as long as it's within a respectful way, and I want her to learn that as a human being in general, you can't just be out here cussing people out for no reason. I know that sounds very hypocritical coming from your girl, uh, <laughs> but I don't cuss people out for no reason. <laughs> but, you know, on a day to day basis, that's not how that's not how you have productive conversation. And so but you should be able to have a voice and express yourself. I, I, I apply that to raising my child as well. And that also comes to me and her father. My parents were wrong about a lot of things. They were right about a lot of things. And so. You know, we're not always going to be right. So there needs to be moments where we show her humility. We need to apologize. Um, and these are things that I'm still working through, but this is this is how I try. I just try to deal with her as a little human. I look at her as a little human um, and try to treat her as such. And I find that to work for our household. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, try, I've, I've tried to really kind of vary away from the spankings and things. Now, is there discipline? Absolutely because we all need discipline. But um, but I try to vary from some of those more traditional uh, ways that in which we were raised that I find to be, sorry about the overused word, but maybe a little bit more toxic and try to reprogram. Like Kia said, I try to be my mom, but it, a, a new iOS version, an update, upgraded version, you know what I'm saying? Um, and find new methods of communicating with her and talking through things and, and so forth. So... But would you you have anything to add, Kia? So I I I think that um like I said, I am nobody's parent, but what I feel like I'm learning and you know, observing relationships I mean observing parents and relationships um you know, among my friends who are parents is that um boundary boundary setting is very much a learned behavior and it's mm-hmm. it's never too early to start um that process or you know start processes of teaching how to set boundaries one mm-hmm. of the things i think that is critical um even as a, as, as an educator um you know even though i work with adults right not not children <laughs> but one of the things that i i uh, learned when i even you know of course i have tons of friends who work with young children parents are the first educators mm-hmm. um and it's really about you know establishing norms within your family unit um where you know children have structure and you know feel safe to ask questions yeah um, absolutely and people and have an understanding of what you know authority is and you know um I, and you know just kind of having that relationship with your child that lets her know um you know that you are as a parent establishing structure and creating boundaries around her and her behavior, not because you are trying to 
stifle her or punish her, even though mm-hmm. it may feel like that sometimes, but really kind of reinforcing those messages with mm-hmm. <clears throat> the love, you know, letting people know. I think one of the things that I, if I ever, I don't know, but if I ever <laughs> become a mom, I think one of the things that's going to be critical for me is that, you know, the having that balance between structure and, and love. So I think my, my mm-hmm. experience of my mom as a parent was very structured um, and and there wasn't a lot of emphasis placed on kind of cultivating that personal relationship. So I knew my mom loved me, mm-hmm. but we didn't really have those, like we didn't cultivate, um, you know, that side of the relationship that, you know, where it was, you know, articulated and enforced and we talked about it. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of because I said so, which I feel like has its place, but... Um, you know, having more, I would have, I would have appreciated having more conversations with my mom that opened up to me the more human and vulnerable sides of and who she was and why she was doing things the way that she was doing them. Um, and, and I think having the, like kind of starting those norms in your home mm-hmm. really does kind of set you in a place to where your child sees you as a person who they respect um, and as such a person that they will listen to, um, such that, you know, use the, the bound and, and have a good understanding of why boundaries are in place and why these, these kind of structural relationships of authority and having that, those kind of understandings is really important. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I, I wish that I had, I mean, I can't offer you insight from any lived experiences, but these are things that. I think I have come to learn and value about parent-child relationships through my own experiences and through observing the experiences of people around me. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, it is something, I mean, as you do your research and continue to gather information, I would also urge you to just be mindful that that very personal relationship with your child is going to be key. It's about knowing your child and making sure that your child knows you and that cultivating these safe spaces of like you know genuine interest and closeness and intimacy um is really going to be the heart of creating a a dynamic a parent child dynamic where you know structure and discipline are a part of it Mm -hmm. um but it's not like you know and a part of a big part a a critical part but not you know you know but in but in a healthy way I guess mm-hmm. I'll say it like that in, in a healthy and productive way. So I hope that helps. I don't know. That, I have to ask. You took Maurice. the words right out of my mouth with that last part. It First of all, all of that information, all of that was was wonderful advice uh, and wonder, you know, wonderful. But <clears throat> you took the words right out of my mouth as it pertains to like there's so many articles and there's so many books and things like that. But the best research you're going to have is going to be your child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cultivating that relationship with your child like he has said is so so key understanding your child as an individual because not all kids are the same and they shouldn't all be treated the same they shouldn't be disciplined the same they don't all learn the same and so paying attention to our child's to our children as individuals um, and like I said just trying to treat them as humans and understand them when you have friends you've got friends of all different sorts right look at insecure you got Molly, you got Kelly, you got Bougie, but you got 
all of them. Who I'm really and mad at? I'm really yeah, talking about that. She's in, that's in the, the one kitchen table. But I feel like that's if, if anybody one. ought to be mad at anybody, we ought to be mad at Tiffany because that's she knew the one. She knew and and was waiting for it to slip out, mm-hmm. but she wasn't gonna be the one to just put it out there. And it was anyway. She violated the code. She violated. She violated the code. That was mm-hmm. the real code. Yeah. But um, you know, I I say all that to say. You, you need to know your child and you need to treat your children as human beings. And when you have different friends, you understand that everybody's personalities are different. You kind of deal with them accordingly um, and you appreciate the quirks and the differences of, of your friends. Right. And of the people who you choose to be in your life. So you've got to treat your children the same way. You've got to appreciate their quirks and what makes them individuals. Um and one last thing that I'd like to add is, you know, I'm working on my patience. I'm not the most patient person in the world, but I'm actively working on it. And I do find and I do agree that a lot of discipline that we received as children came as a result of our parents being tired and a lot of impatience as opposed to sitting down and having productive conversations. And that's not a insult. That's just an observation. And so that's where I'd like to kind of turn things a little bit and work on that patience and how I respond because she is a child, but at the same way, respect her as an individual human being. And that's just kind of try, how do I try to navigate the parental realm? So I hope we were, we were able to help in some way. Um, you're always welcome to write in if you have any questions or, you know, if you want to share any updates about your nugget, but thank you so much for writing in. continue to send your honesty box questions to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. And we can move along to black woman self-care. <laughs> okay. I deserve okay. So black woman self-care this week. Um not a not 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 a big one. And I think we we've touched on it, but uh I found myself in a fog in a rut, right? And I told you all that I got a little bit more productive work-wise last week and had a couple of late nights, but I really got a good jolt this week um, and just woke up one day and was like, I need to clean this area and I need to throw these things away. And I, I just got that clean, you know, when you get that cleaning spirit where you just like, you get the energy and you're ready to power through it. I got one of those and I was able to, to, to turn an entire corner of my kitchen into what I needed it to be. And something that I'm really happy to look at. Um, And you know, it just felt good. And and I, you know, why that self-care is because during this time, a lot of people have talked about being productive and this is the time to do this and jump into this. And while it, while it is, I think it's dangerous to, to really spit, spit that Rock Nation brunch rhetoric <laughs> uh, where it's like, you know, we grind, they sleep. It oh like, like everybody calm down. Mm-hmm. I think also it's okay to acknowledge that we're living in a really crazy, foggy time. And so everybody should be allowed that space for a second to kind of gather themselves and figure out how to exist in this in this new normal or whatever you want to call it. So this giant episode of Black Mirror. So, um, you know, I felt that, that, that push in that moment. But I, you know, I had those moments at the beginning of this where I was like, okay, well, we can clean this out and we can do this, but I had no motivation to do it. And that was okay. And when I got the motivation, I started on it. So I just say all that to say, take the, take the few minutes you need or the few days or the few weeks, 
since we in this right now to gather yourself or do whatever you need to do and don't feel pressured uh, based off of what other people say to like jump into things because you feel like this is the time to do things. It is, you have, this is the most free time you're going to have to get things done that you would like to in your house or personal projects or what have you, but take your time on them. Don't feel pressured into doing them. What's your black woman self-care this week, CS? Um, I am a um, couple of things. So I've really been, so Zoom <clears throat> has become a very, um, a very uh, real reality for me in many different ways. It just seems to be finding its way into all the different components of my life. All I um, want to do is a Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. <laughs> but yeah, um, so you know, while there, while that can be kind of, you know, I talked a little bit last week about how that kind of, you know, gave me some stress and anxiety. I have been trying to reclaim my time on Zoom and also utilize it as, um, you know, a tool and a space where I can have the kind of social engagement and conversations that restore me and feed me. So I've been on a few I've really been having some dope group FaceTimes, group um, group um, Zoom calls mm-hmm. with friends and loved ones lately. Um, and and just, you know, enjoying that company, um, mm-hmm. you know, through through that this platform. Um, but yeah, because I live alone and I, I work, you know, uh, alone for the most part. Like, you know, I don't manage a team, so to speak. I have coworkers that mm-hmm. we talk to we I talk to quite a bit and you know they're cool everybody's you know we have a good relationship but I don't have a lot of engagement you know outside of you know I haven't been having a lot of engagement outside of work friends um you know with the exception you know people I talk to all the time but mm-hmm. utilizing those spaces having like I don't know people have been doing digital happy hours my friend Amber turned 25 last week so she had a little birthday broadcast zoom party which Mm -hmm. was fun so i've really been enjoying those spaces um happy birthday amber and um yeah so i've I've been enjoying that um that's been um definitely a source of self-care but i've also been learning to really value and appreciate stillness as a part of my process Mm -hmm. so we talk about all the time about how i'm running 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 going 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 but i'm really getting more comfortable and just sitting still um, and just being okay with doing nothing um, mm-hmm. because I'm learning that those things are restorative. Like sometimes I need to be still. Sometimes I need to be quiet. Sometimes I need to do nothing and that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Not only is it okay, but it is, it is necessary, right? It is <laughs> a part of, I'm learning that these things, like, you know, that stillness helps me when I feel overwhelmed Um I need time to pray, but a hard, I need time to listen. I need time to reflect. Yeah. Um, and, but and a hard stop can help me to kind of manage my frustration when my creativity and my pro- productivity are blocked. Um, but, you know, I also need to be, I'm also, as I'm learning these things about myself, another thing that I've learned is that um, I have to be careful because I can get very comfortable in the seclusion and can mm-hmm. stay there for too long if I, if I don't watch it. So, having accountability partners and friends who call me out of my dark and quiet room um, into conversation and company is also clutch. So I need to make sure that I have those people in my life as well, because, you know, understanding how those things need to exist 
in in balance and in harmony um harmony is a better word than balance but yeah in harmony and you know moderation mm-hmm. so yeah th- that's my black woman self-care this week i love it and we did have a beautiful uh friend zoom call the other day it was fun uh we set up and facetime facetime we did a facetime mm-hmm. um and set up and chatted and it was a, it was good. Your networking brunches. I'm not interested in doing those on Zoom. I don't want to <laughs> eat eggs with a bunch of niggas. Oh, uh, like-minded I'm, people. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it's still like it's got to be people who I know and have relationships yeah. with in order for it to be enjoyable. I'm not at the place where I'm ready to talk to strangers on Zoom. That's not, no. I don't, that's not. That's that. That seems less like who I am. Now I know that there are some people, extroverts, who are struggling and would love that kind of random engagement. Mm-hmm. But it's just about knowing that that's not for me. No, I even stepped outside the box. My mom and my aunt and them wanted to do. We did a family feud one night. Mm-hmm. My mom was the moderator and my dad did the points and the questions and stuff. And um, and we said, you know, she set us up in groups and it that was really fun. And then the next week we played Black Car Revoked uh, on Zoom together. Like that kind of stuff is fun. But take this time, find your little joys. Let us know what your black woman, man, them self cares are right in let <laughs> us know we, we want to be all inclusive uh sure. let us know what they are and what you all have been doing with yourselves we're very curious to know and i want to be very responsible of the things i say to my sister because everybody know i can be real petty p-e to the t-t-y honey okay it's time for our petty peeves and we're gonna let our guests go first and let us know what her petty peeve is of the week yes I hate this motherfucker Donald Trump with every <laughs> goddamn oh, always appropriate in mm. my being. I, I hope relevant. he has not been y'all's petty peeves every week for oh. however long. Well, y'all you know, naturally, everybody's petty peeves. <laughs> I hate this motherfucker with every fucking fiber in my being, and I cannot. Fu- I don't give a fuck who it is, Biden, Bernie. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Somebody, get them here please. Now, I don't need no goddamn debates. I don't need the Democratic <laughs> convention. <laughs> Get this I'm ready to vote. Out ready to now. vote today. Mitch McConnell, all of them, bitch. Get them out now. Get them out. They're dangerous. Oh, yes. Absolutely. They're dangerous. And that is not even a petty peeve. That is a bigly peeve, actually. Mm-hmm. That might have been the bigliest peeve we've ever had. <laughs> bigly <laughs> Tremendous. 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 <laughs> so that's the, that's the only word he can actually say. Oh, that's my God. In billion, he millions. can't spell it, though. He can't oh, my spell God. It, millions as well what a loser um so my petty peeve is rather petty um but i just want to just kind of throw out into the space so there's like some so okay i it's it's the rona i'm quarantined and all of the beauty people are closed my edges my sides are growing back in some ungodly fashion my hair standing on top of my head my nails are breaking all of these things right and um so i'm i'm my petty peeves for all of the the do-it-yourself army i understand that there is a contingent of people who are blessed in favor of the lord that they have the talent and capacity to take care of themselves i 
am of the pay a professional tribe and it is and while i appreciate all of the encouragement y'all have sent me all manner of youtube videos to tell me how i can do my own nails and toes and how i could do my own box braids and i don't need to go nowhere and i i respect it i really 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 do and i appreciate y'all being so concerned for me and my health and safety during this time i just want you to know that i don't have a do-it-yourself bone in my very body <laughs> and while i'm grieving i'm grieving the loss of my nails i'm gonna have to cut them off probably this week and i'm Yo, just trying to bring myself to do your that. nails those are um, her nails these are mine really yes ma'am craziness so um, i'm gonna have to just cut them off and are i'm just you? sitting i'm set i just don't know how else because they're just going to keep growing they weren't this long but this is literally four well, weeks can't you take right. the stuff off and then like i just feel like filing and paint them. Trim them. i'm gonna i have to figure out i have to figure it out but my petty peeve is for all of the people who even despite me saying i don't know how to do this <laughs> They just <laughs> yes you can yes you can girl get this mm -mm. book buy these products watch, watch these videos YouTube. and i'm just like sis we're just gonna have to let this ugly ride until we can get until we can get back into the pay and to the professionals are working we want everybody to be healthy and safe i don't want anyone to risk their lives for me or anything like that and i don't i'm not trying to get the rona to get a pedicure i understand i'm just saying i'm not one of the do-it-yourselfers and while I love y'all and I wish that I could, you know, shave my own sides, I can't. <laughs> I don't have those skills. That's not my Somebody will. Somebody on the timeline was talking about she gave herself a um a, a bikini wax. I said, oh, Relax. never. Not me. Relax. Not me. Never. Listen. Never. Never that. Out here. I'm going to be. We out here all Adam, Adam and Eve in it. We gonna just, right. We going to be right from. The way God is. We That's my everyday, so I'm I'm of the crunchy brigade. So I'm over here like, man, y'all bitches are really going through it, huh? That's right. Okay. Help us indeed. But yeah, those are my petty peeps. I love y'all so much, and I'm jealous that y'all can, you know, make your own wigs. But I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Uh, my petty peeve is brief and petty, but I'm sure many people share it. Um. Don't try to dictate my time because we're in a quarantine. Like, don't think that I'm going to be available every minute of the day for your Zooms or your phone calls or your whatever the fucks because we are all locked. I just may not feel like talking to you. And that could be, I just may not feel like talking, period. There are moments where I stare at the wall. And I need that time to myself and I don't need people dictating or being like, well, you ain't got nothing to do anyway. So no, bitch, I actually do have things to do <laughs> and they do not include talking to you. And so that's my petty peeve this week. Please stop trying to dictate my calendar or my time, my, my clock. Because or my you Zoom. The girls who try to tell you to, to get on camera. I know at work, that's a thing. The oh. People are like, why are you, why is your camera off? It's like, because girl. Be it's happy mine. I'm not off. I was please. telling y'all, I was telling y'all earlier that my seventh grader, she does her Zoom classes every day and does not turn that camera on at all. <laughs> for what? Like for what? For what? Yes. I'm no one talking, turns her on, but she'd be so gangster about it. She'd be in her bed with the iPad on her lap. <laughs> That's, That's your like child. My little one, yeah. My little one loves the camera too. But my oldest one, she like, no. She's no, like, y'all are not looking at me. There is no reason. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, okay good. 
Well, Reagan, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, we appreciate you. You have to come me. back. Yes. Please, when this is all over. Yes, Absolutely. Please. We will definitely have you back. Um, and we love you so much for always Absolutely. being so supportive of Jade and I and of getting grown. Yeah, we just want y'all to like, we didn't have Reagan because she's right because she's Zaria Peterson. We didn't have <laughs> Reagan because of, you know, she's promoting a project. We have Reagan because we follow Reagan. Reagan follows us. She's our she friend. contributed to our 20 <laughs> something episode. She did. And, you know, we interact. Like, I like you on an everyday basis. Absolutely. So, Aww, I like y'all too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, come yes. on, come, come, come chill with us for a of little bit. Of course, anytime, anytime. Thank yeah, we can't so wait much. to have you back. In the meantime, um, sis, tell the people what they need to do with themselves. As always, ladies and gentlemen, remember to uh, uh, drink your water because hydration is critical in these mm-hmm. times. We also need you to mind the business the Lord gave you and nobody else's and always moisturize because we're washing our hands and your black will crack if it's what? Sis. Dry. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Wash your hands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't touch nothing. <laughs> Your faves are back. Insecure starring Issa Rae returns to HBO for its fourth season, Sunday, April 12th at 10 p.m. Follow your favorite characters as they evaluate their relationships, new and old, in an effort to figure out what's next. The Hollywood Reporter calls Insecure one of TV's sharpest, funniest, and raciest comedies. Stream now and don't miss new episodes, Sundays at 10, only on HBO. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.